You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Rory. And Rory, who are you going to call? For what? Pizza? Chicago Town. Like just... <laughs> Perfect. That was the exact answer that I was looking for. It's not related to anything else that we're talking about today, but coincidentally, we do have some of the stars, the main stars, the best stars from the brand new Ghostbusters film, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Can I ask a quick, stupid question, if that's all right? You're like, every question is stupid. Owen. As long as it's quick, yes. Okay, here goes. Are we like what you know when you look at this? Like, Oof. see when I see this. But okay, let me think. How am I going to phrase this? So you know this more, right? More this quicklier. film more quicklier than this. Okay, which Ghostbusters films is this Ghostbusters film related to? Uh, almost singularly, just the original nineteen eighty four one. Uh, not much mention of what was your man in the second one who lived in the painting. Not much, not much mention. Yeah, not much mention of Vigo. Uh, absolutely no mention of the All Lady uh, reboot from twenty sixteen. So yeah, this is almost entirely somewhat related to the nineteen eighty four one. Okay, now I'm going to hazard a guess here. A quick guess, quicker uh-huh. than that question I just asked as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is this because like? Whenever The Force Awakens was released uh, a few years back, it kind of felt like, you know, now I'm a massive Star Wars fan and I loved every second of The Force Awakens because they were like, oh my God, they're just playing lip service to fans and then it's, you know, hitting all the old emotional beats and key moments and stuff. And I'm wondering, even looking at the trailer, does this feel like it's potentially going to be something along this? This is for like those, as you said, original 1984 diehard Ghostbusters fans as well, which again, I I'm all here for. No, not really. Um, like there is a lot of nods and winks, and there's a lot of callbacks, and there's obviously a certain amount of nostalgia. But I think because the actual central characters in this are like early teens, the vibe is very different to the original snarky, sarky. And if you rewatch it, hypersexual energy from the original Ghostbusters. They were all so incredibly horny men who were just mm-hmm. going around busting ghosts. Um, Excuse me? You heard me. Um, <clears throat> but in this one, it's it's teens and the setting, taking it out of the city completely and putting it into like rural, middle of nowhere uh, America, like farmland. It does just feel very different. So it it's not so much The Force Awakens or even like Jurassic World, which was just Jurassic Park, but what if the park works? It does it does feel separated enough that you're like, it's not just a retread. But there is still an awful lot there for fans like us who do remember seeing the original one and going, ah, oh, oh yeah, I know what that reference is. I get it. Yeah, just just for the record, like we didn't see the original one in the cinema when it came out in 1984. Like, do you know what no. I mean? Like, we saw the original one, obviously, just I guess it must have been about like 50. Anyway, listen, we're not old, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, basically. We're not too um, old. So, <laughs> we're not too old. <laughs> Please speak up. Um, okay, so who have we got on today's episode? Yeah, so uh, not to throw shade on any of his co stars, but we're going to save the best till last. So, 
we'll leave that till later. But up first, you will hear from uh, Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace, who are brother and sister in this. And they are the children of the character who's played by Carrie Coon, who people might know from Marvel's uh, Avengers Infinity War. And she was also in The Leftovers. She's in loads of stuff. Incredible actress. Uh, Finn Wolfhard was in um, Stranger Things, obviously. He, that's his that's his big one. So, yeah, you'll hear from the two of these talking about the free acting course that they basically get to have every single day when you're surrounded by the likes of Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon and even Jason Reitman and some of the other stars who show up in this, where it's just like, you just get to stand back and go, ah, oh, that's how you be funny for a living. Uh, so yeah, you'll hear the two of them clearly have a lot of love for what they've done here. And it's being surrounded by incredibly talented, funny people. <laughs> Relatable. Is it? McKenna and Finn, how are you both doing today? Good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you so much Great. for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, there is a, a lovely scene in this where the kids in the school are shown a, a spooky movie that maybe they shouldn't be watching at, at, at a certain age, let's say. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, McKenna first, if you like, and then Finn, was there or is there a particular spooky movie that you're sure you've watched and you're like, I was way too young to have seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad's a huge scary movie guy. And he just like lets me watch like any scary movie with him. My mom is like, that's a constant thing in our house. My mom will walk in and she'll go, what are you watching? McKenna Ross, I cannot believe you'd show her this. And then it's like a whole thing. But, <laughs> but it's a whole thing. Like that happens all the time. But whenever I was seven, that's whenever I watched my first like horror movie, horror movie. Like that was scary. It was really scary to me. I was seven. Uh, I watched Alien with my dad because it was on um, the network. And I, I distinctly remember laying in my bed that night. I had like this bunk bed thing, except nobody was in the top bunk. But I had this bunk bed and I was laying in bed and I remember looking at my closet. I had it open and the light turned on and I thought there was going to be like a little xenomorph, like, like tiny, you know, yeah. the little crab thingies. I thought yeah, it was yeah. going to like come in my bed. I remember yeah. like having a dream about it. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I <laughs> It was actually really traumatizing. For yeah. Me. I avoided horror movies up until I started like being in them, which really? is funny. Yeah. I like after Stranger Things, after I started, like I became a huge horror fan. Um, So at like 12 years old, I became a huge horror fan before that. Yeah, I mean, I saw a bunch of movies I shouldn't have seen. Um, I saw t I saw Team America World Police when I was like four years old. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> which is like the craziest movie, um, and it's still a classic. I love that movie. But yeah, I've watched that movie very young. And can I ask? Uh, I guess your introduction to the world of of Ghostbusters was it something that maybe you watched had both seen earlier, or was it something you got properly into when you heard this project? was yeah you know getting off the ground that was it was earlier for us we we watched it when we were little i mean it was always my dad would always quote ghostbusters in the house um and uh you know i saw it at a very young age so mm -hmm. yeah same it's been a big part of both of our lives i think and i'm just i'm you know the people involved in this from jason to ivan to paul to carrie to everyone else who who appears throughout it um, and they're all absolute master. Like they're, they're all so good at everything that they do. Like for you on the set, is it just like this is a free acting school? Yes. You just get to stand back Absolutely. and see these amazing people. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
it was crazy, man. Like it was crazy. I 100% agree with you. I think Carrie Coon is one of the best living actors. Mm-hmm. Same with Paul. Like just being, just being on set and being able to like listen to them, watch them, was amazing. Especially, I mean, Jason too. Jason, he's a incredible filmmaker. Um, and to learn from mm-hmm. him is the best. Um. And even for Ivan too, to hear his stories and everything. Um, mm-hmm. It is a kind of a, ma- it was like a masterclass almost. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah. I always get asked like, like what uh, advice has someone given you? But honestly, it's less about advice. It's, it's kind of just like watching. Yeah. Just kind of like picking up on, on, I guess techniques are like, like just being able to watch someone totally. like act is just really cool. Totally. Fantastic. Well, Finn and McKenna, I had such a blast with this movie. Congratulations with it and thank you again for taking the Thank you so today. much, man. Have a good, have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Up next, we have Celeste O'Connor and Logan Kim and presumably these play friends of the main stars. Correct. So Logan Kim's character yeah, that- is in class with McKenna Grace's character and Celeste's character works at like a like a skating burger you know those places they have in america where it's a bit like eddie rockets but everyone's on skates and everyone (gasps) pretends it's the 1960s you know they're so cool looking like american graffiti style diners yeah so uh celeste's character works there and finn he likes celeste's character so he goes to work there too but finn and mckenna have come from the big city whereas logan and celeste's characters they already live in this kind of cowpoke nothing a middle of nowhere town so uh, they rely on these people to kind of show them the way and also did you know that the local mine is super haunted because we've heard about oh. this it's been super haunted for decades but uh it's oh it's weird it's only when you new guys got here that all this weird stuff is really start kicking off how about that that feels like a key plot point thank you for mm-hmm. bringing that up this is roy's chat with celeste and logan Logan and Celeste, how are you both doing today? We're doing great. Amazing. I'm really good. Thank you for asking. So there is a scene in this movie where the kids are in the school and they're shown uh, a scary movie, maybe at an age that they shouldn't be watching this particular scary movie. I'm wondering if either or both of you have uh, ever seen like a particularly scary movie at an age and you're like, whoa. I probably shouldn't have seen that when I was that young. Oh my god! I remember, I remember watching. I don't know if you remember the movie Anaconda. Oh yeah, Jennifer I, Lopez. Yeah, I watched that movie when I was so young, and I and now I just like I'm scared of like any snakes, like like just terrified. <laughs> it was so scary. yeah no i remember seeing like annabelle by accident like even going through like i went to like family video or something and (laughs) and there's like this whole section of just annabelle and i could i did not like looking over there because the the cover had the doll on it and i was so freaked out by it i remember it was just little i was like ah oh yeah chucky too and chucky yeah Yeah, absolutely uh do you have like how would I put it? So before you got involved in this movie, maybe before you auditioned or before you even heard it was happening, had either or both of you already seen the original Ghostbusters or was it something you kind of only got into when you were aware of, of this movie being made? 
Yeah, I, I watched it when I when I was a young kid. Actually, my dad is a fan of the franchise, and so he showed my brother and I the films when we were young. And so I I knew of the films and I had seen them. But but then when I got involved in the project, I had to rewatch them in more in more detail. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was I was three or four years old, and my mom introduced me. She made me watch all the classics, which I'm 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 glad that she did that. Uh, and you know, I watched it every single year. Uh, and the library ghost always scared me a lot. Um, but, you know, as I grew up, I was like, ah, oh, she's not so bad. And I started getting all the jokes and it was a really <laughs> great time. Can you tell me what your first day on set was like? Because I imagine there's a lot of build up to this. Like, I, I know there's decades of fans who are so excited about being reintroduced to this universe. But when you both arrived on your first day, what was your individual first days like on set? Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I got to blow stuff up, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, first day, first day, just already <laughs> blowing stuff up, man. I had a great time with that. Uh, I was I had butterflies in my stomach because you know this is like a movie, and I'm like, well, how did I do this? I went from a FedEx thing to this, and uh, and right when stuff just started blowing up, I was like, I got this, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of calmed down a bit. Yes, my my first day, I I walked onto set and I went into one of the sound stages and I saw the the Ecto One and all of the props guys making all of the um the cool gadgets and everything and I I was just amazed. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. They had a whole team like putting together the gadgets in such detail. It was amazing. So I was I was really pumped. <laughs> Considering that, like. Uh, Jason's involved, Ivan's involved. You got people like Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon. Like the the everyone involved in this is such. They're just at the top of their game. Everyone in this is 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 as good as they can be. This must be like for both of you, like just like a free acting school, just to stand back and go, look at you all, be amazing every single day. Was what is that how it felt for you both? Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I was just like watching like either Bill or, or Paul, any, anybody, honestly, but I'm a huge comedy guy. So I was really learning a lot from, from Paul and Bill and, uh, you know, Carrie, she was really funny too. Um, yeah, it was just a free acting experience. So it was amazing. I, I was learning a lot from Carrie. Carrie is so talented and she can do drama, but she's also hilarious. So I, I, I really learned a lot from her. And one final question, if that's okay, considering, and I'm going to be very, very careful with how I phrase this question. So considering how this movie ends, would you come back if there was room for an afterlife too? Yeah. I mean, if the opportunity opens, I'm sure we'd both be happy to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and I'd be happy to see you both in it as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. And now, last but not least, it's friend of the Bigger View Seat because he has been on the show a few times before. We had him for the release of Ant Man yeah. a number of years back. Rory, you chatted to himself and Scarlett Johansson for the release of which Avengers film was it? Um, Endgame. Endgame. It is, of course, Mr. Paul Rudd, the eternally youthful. Um, like what, like again, like what age did he look whenever you were chatting to him? He looked about my age, so I'd say mid twenties. <laughs> it's the funniest thing you've ever said. Thanks. 
so Paul Rudd uh, obviously has a reputation for being incredibly lovely, friendly, charming. Um, yeah, what, I know what a you piece were. Of work. <laughs> what a what a horrible horrible person! Successful acting career uh, can turn his hand to drama to comedy. Looks great. Just can get ripped uh, for superhero films. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, like that's a, that's all I want to have is like somebody to go like Hollywood to go. Owen, we need you to you know actually make an effort and get in shape for something. So here's loads of money uh, and a personal trainer for you to do it. Like then I'll do it. That's fine. That's no problem. But I'm not going for a run of my own. Wise up. No way. That's not happening. No. Anyway, Paul Rudd, how was he? Yeah, just like so. This is actually my third time interviewing him. Uh, of course, the I was going to say expanse of my career, but I haven't been. Listen, I'm still very young. So I haven't been doing this <laughs> sure. all that long. Um, yeah, just as as nice as always. Um, yeah, he t- he tells a very very funny story about a spooky movie that he watched at too young an age. It's literally, uh, if you can, I'd I'd say go watch the interview on YouTube because I am cracked for the entire his entire answer. I just cannot stop laughing because he really <laughs> starts acting out this film. Um, and he also has uh, some lovely things to say about this Ghostbusters movie as well. But I, he did see right. So a lot of his sequels have been very popular, very famous, and a lot of them have had sequels themselves. A lot of his comedies have had sequels because they've been so massively popular. So like we've had sequels to Anchorman, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, and Knocked Up. All had sequels, but I'm like. Why no 40-year-old virgin sequel? Why no mm-hmm. I Love You Man sequel? Why no um what was the one? What's role, role models. models. Yes, thank you. Why no role model sequel? So it's like given the opportunity, which one would you want to make a sequel to? And he gave just the most incredible pitch for a sequel to one of those movies. And if Hollywood is listening, and I know that it is all of the time, because it likes to <laughs> listen to the young kids like us talk about films. Um, make this film immediately because I want to see it right now. Paul, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm great. How are you? How I'm is it in re- Ireland? My it's great. It's, it's great. Well, I, I, I'm going to get into all things Ghostbusters in just a moment, but the last time you and I spoke, Scarlett Johansson was very upset because you had not invited her over to your Irish bar uh, with your Irish plaque, your urinary... Ur- ur- hanging up on uh, the wall. I know. So, I know. Uh, you have know, you managed to get invitation? You've got an open invitation. Anybody, <laughs> anybody over there, Joe wants to stop in <laughs> New York. I've got a, a pint of Guinness just waiting for you. Oh, that's great. But like, have you managed to get? Uh, have you had a, like an Avengers lock in yet? Basically, have you have you had anyone over to enjoy your your own pulled pint of Guinness? There've been a couple. Yeah, a couple of a couple of people. Um, Trying to think if any of the uh, Avengers, I don't think any of the Avengers have come by. Um, yeah, they all live in LA. Well, that's that's that, that's their problem. I know. <laughs> They're probably all training and not drinking Guinness anyway. That's boring, well, boring. I want yeah. that. Keep it for yourself. It's fine. Um. One of my favorite parts in Ghostbusters Afterlife is when you expose the kids to some classic horror movies. Uh, is there a particular scary movie that comes to mind for you that you're like, I definitely watched that at way too young an age? 
Well, yeah, there is, but there's one actually that I never watched because it scared me so badly that I actually had to go see a therapist. And that was a movie uh, called Magic. And uh, it was- Is that the Anthony Hopkins one with the- Yeah, where the ventriloquist. I was uh, a kid and I was at a drive, I went to a drive-in movie theater to see a double feature of Smokey and the Bandit and Hooper. And in between both of those movies, they showed a trailer for the movie Magic. And I saw that puppet's face and it uh, was so traumatic to me. I found it so scary that I turned around, I wouldn't watch it. And uh, I, and then that set off a chain of events that I could never, I saw the commercial then a week later on TV, I, it freaked me out and I got uh, panicked. And then my parents took me to go see a therapist. I have still never seen that movie. And I know it's a great movie. And I've seen pictures of the puppet now. And I'm like, okay, I can look at it and not get that scared. But that movie scared me more than anything. And there was another movie on TV about a guy who turned people into snakes called and that movie with Dirk Benedict. And uh, I saw that as a kid and it messed me up for a long time. It's terrible, but it was scary. Oh my goodness. That's a, you know, you hear people say the shining, the exorcist, they give like kind of cliched answers. I would, if you'd given me a million years, I would never have guessed uh, magic or a movie named. So yeah. Yeah, no, those two, those two more than any other movies. And I was scared of a lot of things, but those movies messed me up. There's, there's another scene in this that actually had me completely cackling because I related to it so hard. It's uh, yourself and Kerry are discussing uh, the pros and cons of her daughter uh, discovering a stripper pole and what that could mean for the future of her life. And it's something I enjoy to do is talk to and about children as if they're adults, just like, I know you're three and four years old, but get a job and move on. But there's something particular about that, that delivery. that I was like, that felt like a Paul road line rather than a script line. Um, like, were you able to bring some of, uh, or, or, or was it like very, very heavily scripted? Or were you able to kind of bring some of yourself to, to this? Well, it was, I mean, the script was pretty airtight. Um, that scene where Carrie and I were on a date uh the, the jason said play around with this and just act like you're on a date and talk about certain things and we, so we did a lot of that but in regard to the pole dancing thing i that, i think that one was in the script i can't take credit for that that's uh that's jason and gill yeah that, that completely cracked me up so uh yeah i remember fantastic <laughs> And just one final question, if that's okay. Uh, we're here because this movie got a is, is is a sequel because obviously the original is so popular. And when comedies are successful, they do deserve a sequel because people want to see more of them. And so many of your great comedies, Anchorman, um, I have the list here, Sarah Marshall, Knocked Up, Wet Hot American Summer, have all gotten sequels, but some of them haven't. So if the producer came to you and was like, Paul, pick one of these three, which one do you want to do a sequel for? Would you go with I Love You Man, Role Models, or The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Oh, man. Oh, great question. I, because I am kind of curious about what, what the story is with, the, with all three of those now. Like The 40-Year-Old Virgin would be in his mid-50s now, and would uh -huh. he be tearing it up? Like, would he go the opposite way? 
would he just be hit 55 year old still yeah like like in a really in a really skeevy way like the guy you don't you don't want to talk to the, and the um, gang have to have to pull him back the other way like kind of have to find a nice you kind of have to go the opposite you have to just go do uh-huh. a 180 yeah so andy steve Carell's character is a lothario and just a just a just a piece of trash just <laughs> that'd be an interesting choice um, yeah oh, or i love you man i'd like to see what happens to jason siegel's character where does sydney go mm-hmm. um yeah, and that was fun to do. So I'd do. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. I'd. I'd be down with knowing what happened there. Well, listen up, Hollywood. You've got sequels to make. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, next time I'm in New York, I'll be sure to give you a shout somehow. Let me know. It only takes a minute and nineteen seconds to pour a perfect pint. Don't need much of a warning. Oh, he knows. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I can't believe I'm going for pints with Paul Rudd. That's amazing. In his Irish pub. In his own that Irish is pub. So class. I'm so happy we gave him that, like, clearly as a joke, uh, certificate of Irishness all those years ago. I think the only other people who have one are himself, Will Ferrell, and Mark Wahlberg as well. So hopefully those lads will uh, invite us for pints as well at some point. We'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely we'll go to, to some of them. To some of those people's places. Yeah. Um. So Paul Rudd. Uh, in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Obviously, he's a massive Ghostbusters fan, but uh, where does he fit into this then in terms of this this uh, connection to the original? He is the teacher in the school, and he's also a, a bit of an amateur seismologist. So because this town, which is, as I mentioned, in the middle of nowhere and not near any tectonic fault lines or any of that stuff, but is experiencing a lot of earthquake activity lately, he's like, what's going on? Why so many earthquakes? And also, these, these seem to be happening more often since you new kids arrived. How about that? Um, so that's where... Oh, and he starts sort of dating Carrie Coon's character. Oh. So not only is he their teacher, but he's also now their mother's potential wife. So it's complicated. <laughs> to be fair, no offense to my own daddy, but if my mama came oh. home one day and introduced Paul Rudd as like, this is my boyfriend now, but like... Happy days. So let me just, um, I just want to clarify, you'd be okay if yep. Paul Rudd was your daddy. Pretty much. Pretty much. Cool. Um, yeah, mommy, if you're listening, <laughs> let's make this happen. Oh, anyway, right. So when is Ghostbusters Afterlife released? <laughs> it's released uh, in Irish cinemas November 18th. So uh, yeah, in that weird in-betweeny Halloween Christmas time. When you're like, what do I do when the nights are so long and it's cold out? You go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's what you do. And you laugh at Paul Rudd being hilarious. I absolutely love that time of year. I love cozy nights in at the cinema or in at the gaff watching movies. So I cannot wait to go and see this. Um, Roy, thank you as ever. Uh, Sound Paul and Sound, thank you for everything you do. Thanks to Chicago Town Pizza as well. And thank you to everybody for watching and listening to the show um i'm gonna go over to youtube now it's youtube now where we can see the full paul rudd interview as well mm, yeah just to see his his marvelous storytelling face as he's describing these movies that uh sent him to a therapist <laughs> amazing okay gonna go do that we'll see you next time bye bye you're listening to the big review ski on joe with chicago time pizza 
Yeah, we got a tine on it. <laughs> <laughs>